0: U.S. Senators have been grilling the chief executives of five of the world's most popular social media firms in a hearing in Washington, D.C., saying they failed to do enough to protect children or keep them safe online. The heads of Meta, TikTok, X, Snap and Discord had been questioned by the Senate Judicial Committee in Washington in a hearing that ended just a short while ago. It marks the latest effort by lawmakers to address the concerns of parents and mental health experts that social media companies put profits over making sure that their platforms do not harm children. Here's South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham speaking at the hearing a few hours ago about what happened to the son of one of his colleagues, Gavin Guffey.
1: Uh, Gavin's son got online with the Instagram and was tricked by a group in Nigeria that put up a young lady posing to be his girlfriend. And as things go at that stage in life, he gave her some photos, uh, compromising sexual photos, and it turned out that she was part of a, a extortion group in Nigeria. They threatened the young man that if you don't give us money, we're going to expose these photos. He gave them money, but it wasn't enough. They kept threatening and he killed himself. They threatened Mr. Guffey and a son. These are bastards by any known definition. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean to, it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people.
0: That is uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Parents were present at the hearing holding pictures of children who had died. The Washington Post journalist Naomi Nix has been covering the hearing and is with us from D.C. Naomi, thanks very much for being with us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Afternoon there, I know. Uh, Look, strong emotional (laughs) stuff there from Lindsey Graham, a very senior political figure in Washington, D.C. Senator Ted Cruz, another who verbally laid into to Mark Zuckerberg again over what was happening with Instagram and warnings that pictures may be uh, showing sexual abuse of children, but then not al- allowing the user to go through and click on the picture anyway. Very emotional session, wasn't it?
2: It was an emotional session, and it's one of the rare issues in Washington in which um there is some bipartisan momentum uh between Democrats and Republicans about this issue of you know whether teens and and kids are safe online and whether you know social media companies are doing enough. Um, to protect them. I think both Democrats and Republicans are concerned that the companies simply are not doing enough to protect them and that Congress needs to pass laws to force them to take bolder actions, um, to put in more safeguards. And so I think that's part of um, why it became so emotional today. It's also this issue of how much
0: the companies actually know they are doing harm. And I think it was the Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn who had some strong stuff to say about how Meta values its teen users.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the major themes that's come up repeatedly, and it certainly came up in this hearing today, is this tension between... um, you know, these tech companies, they are, in fact, businesses, right? And part of the the incentive to, to making money is getting young people on your platforms, getting young people to um, engage with the platform. But then there's this question of, well, are those platforms entirely safe um, for young people? And I think what you saw from some of the senators where they were questioning, well, if you're trying to grow your platform among young people, um, Is that directly at odds with protecting them on their platform? Are they going to, you know, get hooked on, you know, be exposed to predators or drug dealers? Are they going to sort of end up, um, you know, being exposed to content that might influence them to um, harm themselves in some way? And so that tension between safety and growth and the profits of growth and whether the companies were – we're doing enough about that. You know, I think that, that you know, Marsha and other, and other, you know, lawmakers were really sort of trying to parse through the, some of those issues.
0: What stood out from some of the responses? I mentioned at the outset, there was an apology of sorts from Mark Zuckerberg, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, that was a really sort of interesting moment. And, and you know, he's been on the Hill quite a bit, but it was, it was the first um, congressional hearing for a number of the CEOs, but Mark is a veteran. Uh, to the congressional hearing, but I don't think I've ever quite seen that before. He he essentially um, stood up and, you know, there were several parents and families of children who had died from causes, they say related to social media, um, and he stood up and he turned around and it was sort of in a, in a response to a question from Senator Josh Hawley, who essentially asked him to apologize and he's like, look, I'm sorry for everything you've been through no one should have to go through the things that your families have suffered through. And, you know, and this is why we're going to sort of continue to invest in, in efforts to, to protect families. And that was, I think, one of the more, the moments that, that really stuck up. We saw families, they, they started off with a sort of montage of like videos of, of people and victims of children who had died in some way, whether that was from bullying or overdoses of drugs they had obtained online um, or, or suicide. Um, and so he, he kind of faced those victims head on.
0: What I'm interested in is whether they're from these very seasoned politicians, and it's hard to get two more seasoned than Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz. We were seeing a performance of sort for the cameras and, and I don't want to diminish for a moment the sincerity of their views. but this great you know emotional kind of performance, is that actually being backed by taking action? I think there's something like five proposed uh, pieces of legislation that um, would not leave it all in the hands of the not very trusted social media companies to work on, on minimising harm. Are any of those active? Are any of those progressing, Naomi?
2: You're making a good point. So there is a package of bills that that committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee passed um, in a bipartisan way back in May um what they need right now is, is for that to to make it to the senate floor for a vote that hasn't happened yet and so we saw at the end of the hearing on um, the chair of the committee senator durbin you know issue a call for for those bills to 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 make it to a vote we'd also have to see some action on the house and obviously eventually the white house um and so then you know they do face um some difficult odds particularly in an election year like the one we're in right now Um, to getting passage anytime soon. Um, So there is a sort of political stalemate there um, or some political obstacles um, for getting legislation passed. But I think in the larger point, like, it's not even just this year, right? Like, the the tech clash has been going on um, really since 2017, 2016, after, um, you know, lawmakers became increasingly concerned after the revelations that, um, you know, Cambridge Analytica and that, um, Russian operatives were using social media to meddle in foreign elections. Um, and we've basically, Congress in the United States has passed essentially one major bill, SESTA-FOSTA, to regulate uh, tech companies and how they, you know, moderate their platforms and really hasn't passed another major bill since. And, and interestingly, so there's, there's the... A um, longstanding a concern.
0: Yeah, Naomi, interestingly, the chief executive of X... Which is an interesting role to take on since the purchase by Elon Musk Mm -hmm. and all the, this is a former Twitter, and of course all the uh, loosened moderation policies that he's come in for criticism for. Uh, I understand that she said the company supported the Stop CSAM Act, CSAM Act, um, which would hold tech companies accountable for child sexual abuse material and it would allow victims to sue tech platforms and app stores, which sets something of a precedent. Um, does, does that surprise?
2: Yeah, I mean, she definitely got, um, you know, some, some, a lot of um, credit for her sort of last minute backing of a, of a bill right before a hearing. Um, and I think there, we did, I think, and one thing that's notable about this hearing, that I think was different than other hearings is, we did see more from the companies right before the hearings, last minute concessions in some way or another. So, you know, we saw that, that, you know, move from Window Yaccarino, we saw um, companies like Meta and Snapchat release new, you know, proposals for parental tools to help protect teens on their platforms. And so I do think that's an indication that the companies were taking the enhanced political scrutiny seriously. Whether that'll actually do anything practically to protect children, you know, like the Washington Post has reported, the parental tools aren't used very much. And like I just mentioned, that legislation, you know, faces deep odds to getting passed anytime soon.
0: I'm trying to remember, I think it's Snapchat, it's got something like 20 million users or something and about 400 connect with a parent's um, accounts connected to the child. So I've got the numbers wrong, but, you know, the proportion's about right. There's another point. Exactly. You know, there's another point. There there might be consensus again on the face of it, uh, which is rare, over the harms that these companies' products are doing and um, that they are not doing enough to protect I mean, it's only just this week we've got the deep fakes now to deal with as well. Well, They've been around for a while, but they are obviously taking off in scope. These firms mm-hmm. are the biggest and wealthiest, among the biggest and wealthiest in your country and in the world, and they must have massive lobbying power. And, and, and again, in an election year, does that get in the way of that prima facie um, bipartisan support for action translating into action?
2: Well, certainly the companies have, they're among the biggest lobbying spenders in Washington, Um, you know, among the biggest sort of industry spenders in Washington, for sure. Um, And that they're often working to shape legislation in their favor. Um, But I wouldn't also let Congress off the hook. The reality is that Democrats and Republicans Also, while they do agree that youth safety is an important issue and they have agreed on, you know, a certain set of bills, um, there's sort of larger political forces at work here and larger fundamental disagreements about, um, you know, for instance, um, whether, you know, the company, whether Congress should repeal Section 230, for instance, which sort of offers a legal liability shield for companies um, you know, and how they moderate their platforms. And, you know, that ends up getting into this sort of political crosshairs where so Republicans and, and Democrats also disagree about which types of content is the most problematic, right? In general, Democrats have concerns that the companies aren't doing enough to take down certain types of political content and misinformation. And Republicans have concerns that the companies are doing too much to take down that competency. So you That's get, you,
0: get you start to edge towards the freedom of speech argument uh, as well. Uh, Naomi, uh, Naomi, thank you very, very much for that. I appreciate it. Naomi Nix is with the Washington Post.